Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. The Mexican International package is shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you've got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. Hello! Welcome to episode 12, the prepubescent episode of the Hot Toy Cast, the upmarket and altogether live, lovely podcast about all things high-end collectible action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enter Bay, A3 Toys, Sideshow Collectibles, and many more. Your host and I will review and discuss all the latest news releases from those companies that make action figures that make us like Benjamin Button. That means us getting very young. You see what I was trying to do there? <laughs> didn't, that little analogy didn't quite work, but I was trying to shoehorn it in there. I'm going <laughs> to go with it. Now, if you will allow me to most introduce your most magnificent hosts, my name is Master Eamon O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toy Boards. Mike? Oh, <laughs> you want me to go next? Sorry, you know, <laughs> did, did you guys not get the synopsis? Yeah, it's I like did, but I, I deleted it, man. I deleted it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, all right, let's try that again. Master Michael Crawford, also known as Michael Crawford just about everywhere. I don't think James is next. James. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Master James Doble, also known as Jack Sparrow on PlayStation Network. Uh, my name is Jeff Parker, also known as Wookster in various places on this planet. Excellent. So, welcome to the table, gentlemen. Let us, we haven't been here in a few weeks now. We've all been busy, just in case any of our listeners are knowing and stuff like that. We are all... You know, kind of self-employed individuals. We're all very, very, very busy guys. So, some the, the idea we're doing the whole podcast was we 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 sit down when we can, family and work and all these kind of things have to all kind of get into alignment and stuff like that. So, in case anyone's wondering why we got such a long gap between podcasts, it just means that we're all individually busy. You know, so we've all got like other other things kind of going on. But we come together when we can, and now we can delight your ears with some lovely, tasty, juicy reviews. And I think we should kick it off. With the Hot Toys Battle Damaged Avengers Iron Man Mark 7 exclusive. Who among you has that? I'm afraid I don't. I have the I regular have version. Oh, is this, do, do I have to review this on my own again? I think having the, the regular version kind of gives you an insight as to what's going on there. It's okay, just, uh, well then, as we haven't really done a review of the Mark 7 yet, do you want to kick us yeah. off doing a review of the Mark 7 then, Jeff? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I briefly Mike, touched... did you get the Mark Battle with... Damage, by the way, before I go any further? Did you get the bike? Um, you know, I got it and haven't opened it up. Oh, dude! But but I do have <laughs> some comments about Iron Man in general when you guys get done talking about it. Okay, get yeah, into yeah. that so as soon as Jeff gets his uh, review out the way, then. Well, I mean, I did briefly touch on it. I think we spoke a little bit about it when we had Trevor on, just about, uh, I think I mentioned the sculpt, uh, the, the head sculpt that came with it, which I thought was was good, was solid. You know, you can tell it's Robert Downey Jr., but there was that whole thing about the fact that it looked like a kind of an idealized uh, kind of matinee idol version of Robert Downey Jr., which I, I kind of yeah. still, still kind of stand yeah. by. 
but as far as the actual uh, the engineering on the armor and everything went, I was you know I was really blown away. As you, it's like we will say, each generation of Iron Man tends to have just a few improvements on the one that came before, just yeah. in the way it's kind of engineered or articulated. Uh, the, the biggest thing I noticed here was they weren't striving quite so hard to make everything disappear within the suit. There were kind of more elements that just clipped off and clipped back on again, so you kind of swap stuff out rather than exposing uh, exposing pieces of machinery that, that, that kind of came out. But I think to a degree that's kind of the way to go because it means that you know when you're looking at the scale model with the exposed arm rocket launchers or whatever, you haven't got any kind of fussy mechanics that are trying then to sort of go back within the uh, within the arm. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I was very impressed with the figure. Uh, I, I did like the, uh, even though it's not the, the extensively battle damaged version that, that you have, uh, Aimer, where the uh, where the kind of rocket silos on the yep. shoulders have been deployed and popped off or whatever. Um, it's it's still a very kind of uh, it, it's a good representation, obviously, because you know you all want one for our Avengers lineup, and we want it to be the Mark Seven. Hopefully, uh, although the Mark VI, let's face it, featured as well, so that that would do. But um, but the Mark VII, I think, is uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's it's a good looking piece of kit. I was very impressed. I I think it actually is probably the finest Iron Man to date. Mm. Yeah, because it's just so tidy. Everything is so. T- I mean, the last Army Iron Man we had, if I'm not mistaken, was the Mark VI, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. And that thing just crumbled apart in your hands at times didn't it? I mean the battle oh, really? damage on the arm piece well it was just, I just found it very flimsy it was a very yeah. light figure very, you pick up this guy and he's substantially weightier than the yeah. other ones and I think that is the one thing an yeah, Iron Man needs that. is a little bit of substantial weight mm. and all the little bits and bobs you change out and make for in my opinion the best Iron Man figure yet you're paying mm. for it with the price I'm sure that's going to be one of the things oh, that gotcha. maybe, uh, Mike will get onto <laughs> in, in a bit but you're, you're, you're paying for it, but all the varieties of the panels changing out, you can change the panels on the sides, you can change the panels on the shoulders, and you've got three options for the shoulders, three options for the legs. Yeah. And that's absolutely great. And of course, the one big thing that they've really, really added to this Iron Man, which was, has been a no previous Iron Man before, is the proper pulsar, repulsor hand proper mm, length yeah, forward, press forward, and we're, yeah. given, we're given extra gauntlets that slip on easily and off with no bother. And again, that's another thing about this one. This one's a little bit more tactile and playable. This is the first figure I, I kind of gave to my friends and say, yo, go nuts on that, change those pieces, I'll have fun with it, without really worrying too much. Couldn't yeah. do that with the Mark VI. You have to no, like, no, watch no. your mates when they're picking up. No, no, you, you gotta go. You gotta, no, you gotta go really with you. No, no, no. Oh, there, don't there, touch goes, that bit. there goes the calf. There goes the calf thingy. Oh, there it goes. And, you know, so there you goes keep... $250. There you go. So, <laughs> and and that's, that, that, that's the way it is for me. But I think it's easily the finest Iron Man made so far. Which is not to say that it can't be improved. The, the head sculpt, it's a fun head sculpt. And I've actually managed to put the head sculpt on my. Um, I've, I've actually got him posed in my gantry with the kind of smirk yeah. because when he lands he has a smirk so it's good for that but um, in terms of does it is it really Robert Downey Jr it's, it, it's definitely a very 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 uh, con- um, complimentary version of Robert Downey yeah. Jr yeah. You know what mind I mean? you on the, on the special edition version you got with, with, the, with the, the new head sculpt within the mask I thought that looked absolutely amazing oh, I the, haven't seen it in hand the, 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 the special edition the, the, is, is, is beautiful and, and yeah. I don't know if we maybe should save and, and discuss that maybe when, my, when, when Michael opens up that yeah, one, yeah, sure. we might maybe save that save that one for, for that because that will at least be just a couple more of us having it there we can kind of just discuss and compare it with the last one so we'll save the, yeah. the Mark 6 for this, or Mark 7 for the regular edition for this one then we'll do the battle damage next one but have any other guys got the, the Mark 7 James or Mike I have the I have the regular Mark 7 oh okay um, what do you think then it's awesome you guys said it all I think except that um, I really I'm really jealous of you because of that head that Jeff just mentioned 
Mm. Um, but so I use the I use the head from the Battle Damage Mark VI yeah. on it the, with the uh, basically I, the new one's better looking, but it's the older version of the same sculpt, I guess, with the flip up mask yeah. um, that's magnetic, um, and that looks just fine. That's how I have them displayed. Is it the same sculpt? I don't think it's the same sculpt. No, the new one's better. I, like it's the mm. same kind of general idea for a sculpt, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the new one's better looking, though. I think. Mike, have, have you got the so? Box well, I was just going to say you guys actually let people touch your stuff. Uh, well, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I know the Mark Seven is beautiful for that because they can pop one of those little pieces uh, off, and then you can go, "Oh my God, you just <laughs> broke it! You owe me five hundred quid." Go on. Hello. Oh, did we just lose somebody? I'm here. Oh, okay. Still. Oh, okay. Continue. Yeah, I'm here. Continue. Go ahead, Mike. Go Stamen. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, we thought we lost you there, Eamon. It was uh, sounded weird for me. Oh, sorry, but in future, guys, if I do, if I do drop out, just someone pop it in the window and just say Eamon yeah, or something okay. bad or whatever. Okay. So anyway, the other thing I was going to mention too. I mean, these are you know, it, the Mark Seven, especially the the battle damaged uh, ex- the exclusive is, they're getting amazing, right? I mean, they are improving in many ways every release. But d- does anybody think that or wonder how the market's going to handle twelve million versions of the same character? Because there isn't any other character we've seen so many versions of. And let's face it, Iron Man, because of the different suits that he's used in the yeah. shows, allows yeah. for some of that. But to, at some point, are we going to see people start to rebel against another three hundred dollar figure of of the same guy? What do you guys think? I don't know. I think from from kind of a business model, they're obviously just doing what is selling at, at the moment. And I do remember uh, a year or so ago reading an interview with Howard Chan, where he was basically saying that he kind of looks upon the whole Iron Man series is kind of the, the nearest thing, the Western equivalent to kind of like the Cayman Rider thing, where you've just got, yeah. you know, this kind of endless thirst for the newest version of the suit, and it's kind of like, I agree with you, Mike, and as much as, you know, they, 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 there's got to come a point where, you know, you're just going to think, right, how many variations can you get? But, but at the moment, it seems like it's selling for them, and if the, the, the metal ones that they're moving into as well that are they're going to sell, and it's, I think it's just, going to, it's just going to be really interesting to watch how this all pans out because they've got like three versions now. They've got the regular one six version, they've got the metal ones, and they've got the power pose ones, which are kind of limited articulation. So amongst those three types, they're pretty much going to cover the basis for every suit that's ever going to be uh, designed, and, and and doubling up on a few already, as we know. So yeah, it's it's going to be a really interesting one to see how it pans out, and if people you know stick behind it and if they keep buying it, um, and that's going to be the acid test. If people buy it, they'll keep on making them. I think I think a lot of it boils down to as well whether, and I can only speak for me, but I, w- I, w- I would imagine I'm not the only person in this boat, but I think it's, it's as well whether you like the movies as well. Mm. My situation is now that Iron Man 3 is probably my least favorite of the Iron Man movies, yeah. and therefore I kind of only want the really one Iron Man from, from that movie, which is the Mark 42, isn't it? It's 42. 40, 42, yeah, the, the yeah. kind of goldish one. And yeah. that's kind of the only maybe one I, I want from that movie, I find, because that's that is the one he wears, even though it breaks really easily for some odd reason. The whole movie <laughs> just keeps on smashing the pieces for that one. It's not a very good Iron Man armor. It's not a very good design there, Tony, if it falls apart the whole time. But anyway, that's, that's, that's the way I am I'm with it now, because we're getting so many hot toys. We, we are, I, 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 don't, I, I know some of our uh, listeners out there are quite wealthy individuals and probably have big homes. Some of our listeners are not, and we there is a space issue, and I'm mm. really narrowing it down to getting the icons in there. So, 
Mm. For my representation, representation for Iron Man 3, I really only need the Mark 43. I, I know the mech test suit is good, but my logic there as well, I actually still really like the original mech test Iron Man. I still think that's a really good looking yeah. figure. So mm. I'm not actually going to bother with the mech test suit. Even though I know it's a better figure, iconic, icon wise, the, the, the first one just looks more iconic. So that's the way it's kind yeah. of boiling down for me. And it, it's the space as well. It has to be an icon now. So I'm not going to get the. Um, I'm not, I probably won't get Igor. I'm not going to get the other one, the Heartbreak or any of those ones. I'm just going to get the Mark 43. So I think, yeah. unless there are Iron Man fans out that I just lap up every single thing Iron Man, I think it, it dep- depends as well. I think the, the popularity of the movies is a factor in whether they're going to sell as well. As, not, yeah. not as, as that. I, I can understand what Mike is saying there that will people get sick of Iron Man but if you're a fan of something you're never going to get sick of different versions and variations of your favourite characters so I, it, it just depends on the fandom and level of movies I think so, so mm. but th- then there's the price things as well I mean this is this yeah. is an Iron Man figure now this, this Iron Man Mark 7 is one of the more expensive Iron Mans we've ever got and Jesus the mech yeah. test was very expensive again yeah the new mech test I, I mean so it's like go on James I, I just think there's an idea out there um and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I, I know I've seen it a lot of places that because Hot Toys is doing so many Iron Man figures, we're not getting other figures from different lines. Like, say, we haven't gotten another Star Wars figure yet. Yeah. And a lot of people think that's because, oh, they're throwing all their effort into Iron Man. And I'm not sure that's the reason why. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. Well, I think I think it is part of it. I mean, Hot Toys isn't, you know, a, a massive organization. So they're only going to have so much money they can invest in any one area. Yeah. Um and so there that is part of it. They can only release so many figures and they probably figure they can only get their Hot Toys fans, not necessarily Star Wars fans or Iron Man fans, but that group of people who buy them because they're Hot Toys to buy so many figures at any one time. So <laughs> it, there is some of that that does limit them. And I think it's the slots as well. So you've got to think of manufacturing as well. There's only going to be so many manufacturing slots they can fit in as well. You know, because yeah. you, you know, you know, I, I would imagine it's like, it's like because they, they would have certain things booked in with their manufacturer and they, they can only slot certain things in because obviously a figure has to take a certain amount of time from start to finish. Like a car Absolutely. or anything else that's manufactured. I think they have to book their slots in and I think yeah. if the Iron Man figures are cramping anything, it might be taking up a slot. Not necessarily... Sculpting time with the guys because I I would imagine you go, you go into the Hot Toys offices and they've got a ton of stuff ready to go, but it just it has to fulfill it has to they have to find a slot for it. I mean, you know, we were shown like a, yeah, yeah, and then we see the stuff kind of manufacturing actual problems. Sorry, go go go. What have you go? I was going to say, but barring kind of actual manufacturing problems, which obviously they have had in the past, and we've seen that push stuff back. I mean, like the Tron bike that kind of just seemed to go on forever and then finally hit. Um, I think that a lot of it is, you know, as we know, a lot of it is based on pre-orders, the way they kind of uh, they shuffle their manufacturing um, uh, list because it seems like the ones that are very popular do sometimes get shunted forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it's like I'm, I'm really looking forward to, and I, I'm beginning to wonder if we'll ever see the light of day the Elizabeth Shaw figure from Prometheus because I just yeah, love space that, that, suits. That's and, what I'm looking forward to majorly myself. I mean, this has yeah. just disappeared into the ether, along with the X Men Xavier. Yeah, exactly. I wonder is it going to happen? You know, and has it been pushed back? Because you know, the pre-orders, perhaps on you know some of the Iron Man stuff or whatever, is is just so much more healthy that they're like, hang on, you know, from a business model, let's get the the pre-orders out a little bit quicker. Let's give them a bit of priority. But yeah. Frustrating for those of us, as you say, that really do want some of the little bit more kind of left field stuff. But 
Yeah. At the end of the day, I suppose it's a business choice. I mean, we are all dying. I mean, I would definitely have a Prometheus over a Heartbreaker, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but with other people, I mean, would, how about you, Mike? Would you have a Heartbreaker over uh, a, a Prometheus? Uh, no, I, I, I like variety. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you mentioned you loving a character and never getting sick of it. Hey, I love Batman, but, you know, mm. I only have so many Batman versions before. Unless they're <laughs> really uniquely distinct, which is where I think some of the Iron Man is going to run into some trouble at some point. At least with a Heartbreaker, it's fairly distinct. Yeah. But, mm. you know, and some Eagle. of the... Trying to do three lines of Iron Man figures, like Jeff said, and doing some of them the same character, uh, the same suit, it, you start to run into some... I, I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Also, now that with Iron Man 3 done, and probably nothing to do with Iron Man until at least Avengers 2, there's probably going to be a little little lag time in here in terms yeah. of the yeah. rabid fandom anyway. Yeah, hopefully that might even give them a chance to revisit the first one, because I'm still, I'm still after some hammer drones. Sorry, after the second yeah. one. Sorry I'm after a nine, new, new version of the Mark III. I want a new version of Mark III. I'm selling my old Mark III, because it's just, yeah. it's just it, it, it is not a good-looking figure by, by com- comparison to the other one, especially when they released the, or they did a new version of the Mark II, an unleashed version. That is yeah. lovely. Can we just have a repaint of that in red, please? And I'll be very happy indeed. Okay, then, so... What would you gentlemen like to review next? We've got quite a hefty list here to get through. Um, we have, I mean, has anybody got one of my all-time favorite things? Uh, the one-fourth scale Dark Knight Rises Batman from Hot Toys. Has anybody else got that? I've got him. Ooh, you've got him, uh, James. Who else yes, has got sir. him? Mike or Jeff? No, no, I haven't. I'm quite envious, but there again, I'm, I'm still trying to resist one quarter scale. Um, yeah. Because, purely because, you know... Being a typical Brit with a small British house, you know, it's, the, it's that <laughs> size issue. But that said, having seen the pictures, it does look very, oh, very dreamy. Well, James, do you want to do you want to do you want to kick into that one there a little bit? We'll do a, a review, and obviously, maybe when Mike and Jeff get one, then we can do a quick one. Then with them when it comes back again. But James, do you want to? Because it's still, I like to do maybe do reviews while the store while while the store still ha- are yeah. just about to get these in, so people can actually maybe get them still off the back. Maybe of us listening to our sage-like words. So. Enlighten people there, James. Tell them how awesome okay. this uh, one four scale Dark Knight from Hot Toys is. Uh, it definitely doesn't suck. <laughs> it, does, it, it does not suck. That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a weird one for me. Um, and I think uh, Eamon, Eamon and I chatted about it a little bit, um, just really uh, quickly via email. Um, you weren't you initially, were you? No, and I, I got it in the mail. Um, I opened it. I was really busy that day. Um, I opened it about halfway, and then I set it down, and I didn't come back to it until the next afternoon, um, oh. which is crazy for me. Yeah. You know, normally I, I, you know, I rip the things open, get them on display right away. Um, and they got a very amazing static pose when they're in the box like that as well, so you're not going to be very like, oh, it's just there. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, I just wasn't sure about it. And I, and I was like, Eamon, am I crazy? Because um, I'm not really, you know, in love with this. Um, and you basically said, yes. You are crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, we talked about maybe it's because I have um, the, the DX. DX. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, you know, into a little bit about what Mike was saying, um, you know, I have more Batman figures than anything else, I think. Um, I, I definitely have more figures from the Batman line than I have from any other collection of Hot Toys figures. Oh. Um, so it might just be that I, I was sick of Batman, 
I guess I love Batman. I love Batman to death. Um, so I, I, I'm just trying, I was trying to figure out why I didn't like it. And then I just kind of didn't think about it and I messed around with him and I love that figure. He's so amazing. And the Bruce Wayne head sculpt is just breathtaking. Oh, isn't it just so beautiful? Good. I mean, it's really actually hard to not pose him with, with oh, the Bruce Wayne head. It's very yeah. difficult. It, you, you want your Batman in the shelf. But man, the Bruce Wayne, it just adds a certain level of class and just, oh, it's, it's, it's really good. This because it, you, you put it on it, it really has this kind of statuesque feel, especially if you get him into the Dark Knight pose. Where, because some people kind of give out about the bass. I love the bass because it, it kind of forces you into making him into this kind of iconic pose. Now, some people don't like that. They kind of want maybe one to own pose. But I don't I'm, like this either. You don't like the bass either. I mean, no, I, I, I love it. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, I guess it w- would have been wise for them to put in just a regular kind of flat holding bass that would just hold him, hold him in. And just... That's what I want, but I, I'm a really vanilla poser, so, yeah. you know, I want my Batman just standing kind of vanilla mugging. Poser. <laughs> vanilla <Yeah>. poser. Vanilla <laughs> poser. I suppose one of the other problems as well is, you know, you've got this absolutely cracking head sculpt on your hands. Um, but the fact of the matter is that, let's face it, there are not a lot of stock one-quarter scale bodies out there or stock one-quarter scale suits. Yeah. So it's not like with one-sixth where, you know, hey, you can just kick back a pretty cool Bruce Wayne. You are just in the day just stuck with a really cool head because there's nothing you can do with it. Yeah. And it doesn't fit on the Enter Bay. Uh, no, no. Either. I'm sure, I'm sure that Enterman and Hot Toys are going to do their very best to make sure that neither of their stuff uh, is, uh, it, is interchangeable. interchangeable. <laughs> it, it, it is very annoying, actually, that that, that is. Um, I mean, how, how do you feel? Because I think it, it, is the, it is the buzzword at the moment, is how do you feel it compares to the Interbay Batman Begins version, James? Isn't, isn't he shorter as well, scale-wise? Yeah, the, the, hot, no, the, hot, the Hot Toys one is actually slightly smaller scale. But however, here's the odd thing. It's an odd thing. I gave, uh, the, if you look at my Facebook, there's a picture of Ali holding the two Bruce, two Bruce Wayne heads. And one is the Enter Bay and one is the Hot Toys. And to be honest, they're exactly the same scale. If anything, mm-hmm. the Enter Bay one looks a tad smaller. But maybe it's just because he's not as substantially looking in the jaw area as the Hot Toys. I mean, the Hot Toys one, you put them along side by side. And it's a very interesting little case study, putting the Enter Bay head sculpt along the Hot Toy head sculpt of the, of, of, of the Bale head sculpt. It's a very interesting thing because it's just... You can see that both sculptors are are really, really paying attention to Christian Bale's head, but just the Hot Toys one is just, just it's just more bang on again. Mm. I mean, the Enter Bay one actually does suffer. It's got a really weird pursed eyes thing. It's a bit, bit of an odd thing, but mm. the, the 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 so the Enter Bay head seems a little a little bit bit smaller, but yeah. the Hot Toys figure is notably smaller than the Enter Bay one, not drastically. Not drastically. It's not like a drastic difference between the endoskeleton hot toys and the Enter Bay Terminator 2, Arnie. You know, right. that, 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 that scale difference is like, whoa, that's quite a scale difference. So you have to really place your figures like farther forward or farther back, depending on your preference, to kind of make them yeah. look like they're in scale, which is, you know, you can do that. You can get around there. So the scale difference... It's a little irritating, but not like a deal breaker. It's not yeah, a. We're not, talk- we're not talking medical and, and sideshow here or anything like that. No, <laughs> no, it's it's not a deal breaker. I mean, personally, I think, you know, 
every everybody was waiting for bated breath to see what Hot Toys would do with their first one one fourth scale kind of more humany yeah. looking figure. The Terminator was different because it was mechanical, but I like, couldn't really think. And of course, everyone was been raving. I mean, I love the Inter Bay one. I thought, Christ, you can't do better. Yeah, there's Easy. seams at the side. The 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 belt buckle is a little bit little bit not the best. It's a bit ghetto on the back. It's a bit loosely tied. But yeah. then you get then you get your Hot Toys, and the level of love and care that's gone into this is just one louder again. It really yeah. is like comparing Apple Mac and a PC. I'm right. sure there'll be a lot of uh, PC, PC lover and Apple haters out there rolling their eyes right now, but <laughs> you know what? It, it really is like comparing one finer model with another finer model of, of, of a similar thing. Just It's like you... you get, on, like For instance, here's a small thing that I would just like just made the care of attention just one better for me with the Hot Toys. On the back... Batman begins Enter Bay belt, the utility belt. It just goes on him, and it's, it's got this really bad tying system on the back. It's just really mm. weak and just lazy looking. Yeah. And it's fine, and it's there. It's grand. But then the Hot Toys belt has got a little rim on the inside that's, that's padded, so it doesn't scuff or score the uh-huh. rubber on your outfit. It has this super easy quick tying fastening system on the back and the things clip on with a far easier efficiency it's not magnetized yeah. it's just it's a <coughs> clip on system and it's just everything's better the heads pop off easy the hands pop off easy you know yeah. always with hot toys is one of the problems is you change the heads and you're kind of too you, you're kind of a bit too oh I don't like pulling the heads off too on and off and often. but with this uh. you can actually pull the heads and pop the hands off really easily and change them out and get all your different poses down yeah. uh, and, just in, and, and the hand the, the joints are ratcheted like the Hulk were, mm. and, on the, and on the Enter Bay ones, you know, we have seen pictures of dudes on Sideshow Freaks where people have just been rotating the arms of their Enter Bay figures and they've popped off. You know, and, and, mm. and they're not ratcheted, they're not, the, the engineering just, on, it's just better again. It's just yeah. better again. It's just more professional, it's, there's more care and love, there's more of awareness of what you're potentially going to do with this figure. We want to make it easily accessible. And Maybe this is Hot Toys because you'll notice all of Hot Toy hands now are easy to pop off. Catwoman's hands are easy yeah. to pop off. Yeah. They're just kind of like they're paying attention now. And, and you know, anyone who's got the Interbay Joker knows how difficult the hands are to pop off on and that. Oh, yeah. They're impossible. Yeah. And it, they, if they stress you out. You don't want your figures to be stressing you out. They, they, all these things. But now Hot Toys, it, it does look like maybe they're listening or whatever they're doing, that they're changing things to make it that you can change your stuff out far more easily. And... It's it's just brilliant. The, the way the gloves attach on the Dark Knight, just when you pop in the hands, yeah. it's seamless. You don't see a joint. You don't see anything. It's just off. Yeah. And the teeth and the, and the face. In the back is seamless. Yeah. I it's love that. You can't even tell there's a fastener there. When no. I first when I first opened it, I was like, how's the belt going to go on him? You know? <laughs> just... well, I think yeah. it's true across any, any kind of design. It's, it's that thing where, you know, the devil is in the detail. And it is those kind of... It's sometimes like you know, when you think back to some of the old kind of military figures as well, it's that kind of... The, the stuff you don't even see, the stuff that you just gives you that warm little glow because you know that, you know, within the pouches there are little kind of gizmos rather than just a bit of padding. Uh, it's, it's, it's that kind of detail. It's like you say, and if you go to that kind of detail on the belt, just making sure that it, you know, it's padded, it's well designed, mm-hmm. the class have been thought about, every aspect has been thought about. I think that just, again, gives you as, as the consumer that kind of healthy glow of, yeah, they, they, they've really gone the extra yard on this one, the extra, you know, 
Well, and, and Hot Toys, you know, has always been able to do that. They've always been, you know, the company that pays attention to detail. They've always been yeah. the company that I think, whenever I've I've purchased something from any license with them, it it's apparent that whoever is working on that license doesn't just know it; they love it. They, yeah. they really care about yeah. what they're putting out. And while Hot Toys today are better than Hot Toys three or four years ago, three or four years ago they were the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They yeah. they kept themselves above everybody else, and they've managed. Unlike some other companies who have come and gone, who were great in the beginning, but just couldn't keep raising the bar and let other their you know their competition pass them. Hot Toys has not let that happen. They continue to raise the bar, get more detailed, improve the engineering, improve across the board, and and it seems like it's impossible for them to get any better, and yet they still seem to find ways yeah. to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm always amazed with that. Every now and then, I'll look back at reviews, some of my older reviews, you know, for for a paint application or a head sculpt, not, and you know, I'll send, you know, can they get any better than this? But then, as you say, Mike, six months later, a year later, somehow they are. You know, they are just constantly improving with you know just the micro detailing on on the way they're doing their work, um, which you know just constantly seems to uh, seems to impress. I think the well, final example- rooted hair. Rooted hair is going to be the next thing that we're mm. talking about a year from now. Where a year ago we were saying, uh, I don't know about this. Even Hot Toys can't do rooted hair well. Yeah. But you watch. I also year think. So. I also think eyes. Apart from, apart from the purrs improving, I wonder if we'll start seeing inserted eyes from the back, and likewise, you know, teeth and mouth inserted from the back. A bit like on the yeah. Hulk, so you get that kind of depth in the teeth. Um, yeah. I think that kind of thing is we're going to see more as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if the eyes don't move, they'll just use these little kind of glass eyes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the rooted hair on the Catwoman and on um, uh, Black Widow were like v- good success there with those. Yeah, I like the I, hair on Black Widow. Are you guys talking about like rooted hair on male figures as well? No, I'm. I'm just saying in general. You know, if you look back at some of the earlier rooted hair figures, yeah, they were very doll-like, and now we're starting to see them. Now they're not. They're still not perfect. Yeah. I mean, we, we like them better. Yeah. Catwoman's good. Selena Kyle's good, but she's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, I think that in the next year or so, it's another one of those areas where we're going to say, wow, they really have found a way to do this and make everybody happy. And I also well, wonder if rather than seeing just, just rooted hair or just sculpted hair, there, there will be something in between. I wonder if they're going to start playing around with uh, with materials, uh, finding something that has a little bit of kind of more give in it, kind of sort of feels softer, but but can kind of take on those kind of deep, crisp details of hair. Well, um, I, I mean, I know some people who work in sculpting. They've been playing around with some products like that, and I, you know, the stuff I've seen is like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. So, again, I wonder if Hot Toys are kind of dabbling in that camp as well. I mean, there, the, the face sculpts have face sculpts as well seem to have taken another leap again. Mm. The, 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 it's a new little thing. I want to start maybe kind of start covering more of the the recent releases that we start seeing, like stuff that was released like just a few weeks ago, like the first image of the new Thor figure. Yeah, and, and and of course yeah. the wolf, the Wolverine. I mean, it's like they're gone one louder again with the face sculpts. I mean, the Thor is like, oh my god, how did you manage that? And it just instantly makes your Avengers Thor look rubbish. <laughs> it's 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 mad. I mean, not to that, mention the Thor from the first film. Not to mention the Thor from the first one. It just looks awful. But now. he's still I mean, the only one with a helmet. It is the only one with a helmet. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That that new Thor figure is. The face sculpt is something else, and the Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gee, my goodness, they that are Wolverine quite uncanny. Yeah. Again, James, Wolverine blew my mind when I saw it. 
It no. was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, hopefully, it, it, the final the final item will, will be like that, and uh, yeah. we we hope that the the final item of, of Thor will be like that. And to get on to to the to, to final final items, obviously, we've had um, uh, Jorel from Man of Steel just released uh, yeah. pitch, in hand pitches of. What are you guys all all feeling about are feeling about that between? Because one one of the things we're starting to see is. Uh, Differences and it's something I wanted to take up with you, uh, with, with you, Mike, was about um, the differences between prototype picks and the and the final product. And and in case in point would be the uh, Hot Toys uh, uh, Jor-El from Man of Steel. I mean, do do you feel that there's a because there's, there's definitely a little bit of a drop down be- on Loki between the final between the prototype face and yeah. the final paint app on, on yeah, the face? Yeah, it certainly seemed like the paint took a drop down, uh, which was surprising. Yeah. Uh, usually that's their, you know, it's sort of a done deal with them. Mm-hmm. And I think the same can be said now. Now I haven't seen Jor-El in person, uh, but what we've seen so far from the, you know, the in-hand picks that we've gotten uh, does look like they've had a drop down again. Right. Okay. Okay. So you, you At least definitely it does think, to me. You, you you definitely think it, with all the with all the picks come because I mean I saw a picture initially and it was like oh that just looks like another look people were kind of freaking out because he was super tanned or something like that and people it reminded me of the Luke Skywalker shindig. Well, yeah. well photos though too that is hard you don't know the, what the photographer is doing in terms of lighting and everything else um, and and it can be difficult to really get a good um, estimation until you've got some people who are doing a lot of photos and you can trust. Yeah. Uh, terms of their ability to take realistic looking photos not necessarily mm-hmm. fake photos because sometimes I, the, the opposite happens too right you get some people and they take too good of photos so, yeah yeah so yeah i think that that it's hard to tell from just the few basic photos but it does look like they've taken a drop down again which i hope doesn't doesn't end up becoming a little more uh, of an issue speaking of man of steel and batman and everything else we've been talking about I just wanted to mention, did everybody hear about the new the comments that Kevin Smith made about the Batman suit this week in Man yeah. of Steel? There's a new yeah. Batman suit? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith supposedly seen the new Batman suit. So oh, all of us fans of Batman should be thrilled that Hot Toys has the Man of Steel license because yes. Kevin Smith says the new suit is... And you can take this a lot of different ways. It's always hard to tell because we're not actually seeing pictures. It's just his no. interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's saying the new suit is much more like the 66 Batman style than the more modern movie versions. In other words, it's less super sleek, rubbery, vinyl, uh, you know, Kevlar looking and more uh, normal suit looking. So that could be very interesting. Will it be gray is the question. I think it'll be gray. Well, Kevin Smith loved it, but you never know. Well, if Kevin Smith loved it, man, you know, that's kind of good enough for me, really. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think no, if you no, take the no, way no. the Superman suit looks and then kind of use the same visual style as an interpretation for a Batman suit, I think that's pretty much what it's going to look like. Oh, like yeah. ra- raise an embossed kind of textured kind of a thing? Yeah, maybe it's embossed, but it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be gray and black, personally. No, yeah, I listened I to his be, podcast. Yeah, I think it'll be gray and black, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the way the suit kind of looks like in the Arkham, the Arkham video games, that kind of a thing where it's kind of a material over armor that's kind of interesting looking I think but yeah because it's funny because obviously the thing they did with, with Superman's outfit was they, they very much went for kind of alien technology so it, yeah. was, it was that whole thing where you know this guy is an alien and his suit is alien and it kind of protects him and yeah, yeah. etc whereas obviously Bruce is very much more grounded on this planet so 
I, I suppose the reason the way it was handled in the Nolan films was that you know they went kind of modern military kind of SWAT team yeah. Kevlar armor that kind of thing. So yeah, it's going to be interesting just to see how they play around with this because it's you know to fit into the same universe as Superman. And to be able to take Superman on on his own terms, you know, you're talking about a mortal here who's just very smart and got a lot of money at his disposal. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they play that off and how they make this suit something that you can take this guy on with. And, and it'll be yeah, and, and not only it'll also be a case of how it will contrast with Superman's look on screen as well. Yeah. So so it's, they're not going to design they're, they're not going to design a Batman suit for a Batman movie. They're designing a Batman suit with the intention of how it's going to look alongside a Superman suit. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah. and, and and you don't you want them to fit together design wise, but not look too much alike. So exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that's why I'd be a bit curious about the rays thing, James. I don't know if doing uh, the kind of texture thing would be a good idea because that would be language wise a different because that texture thing is like a language for Krypton. That's that's kind of like the the alien <coughs> language. So I'm thinking it's it's probably I just mean that, mostly that, like aesthetically. You know, if you look at the design aesthetics. For the Superman suit, I'm sure they're going to follow kind of the same aesthetics for the Batman suit because the Superman suit, you know, um, no one looks kind of like the comic suit or the regular suit, just a little updated. So I think they're going to do the same thing with this Batman suit. You know, it'll look kind of like a comic book Batman suit, yeah. just updated and changed a little bit. That's I don't know though. I think you know, I I took away from some of the comments that it not only could it be gray and black, but that we could see more of the underwear on the outside style of the older suit again. Hey. With, that, with Batman. Which, podcast, I'm telling you, there's a reason for it, man. Go on, tell <laughs> Any the guy who wears tights knows there's a reason why you put your underwear on the outside. <laughs> in, the, in the podcast where he talked about it, he said it's very reminiscent of, and then they beeped out the word he used. Or the words he used, oh. so you couldn't hear what they were. I mean, so the people who were seeing that podcast live got to hear it. Um, but as as far as I know, nobody's uh, been told what the words he actually used to describe it. Where somebody said um, it looks very Dark Knight Returns, so okay. like Frank Miller, and that's what I'm hoping for. Somebody said it, it. He might have said Frank Miller. So if it if it looks kind of Dark Knight Returns, that would be pretty cool. I think yeah, that would be sweet. And, and now that then. you know that Hot Toys has the Man of Steel license, you know I'm thrilled because I'd love to get a, a Batman that looks significantly different than the others on the shelf. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Speaking of which, actually, I mean, how how are you guys gonna plan out again? Because I was I was talking about like you know the icons. So I'm not gonna get the Jarrell figure, but I'm gonna get Zod and Man of Steel. And Superman yeah. himself, because I think that's kind of again all you need. Although, man, if they make a Fiora, <laughs> I'd be all over that too. So, I mean, I'll, 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 what about you guys? Are you guys going to get everything from the Man of Steel license, or are you just going to? Do you want to get everything from the Man of Steel license? Is the question. Well, I, I, when it comes to the actual film, I, it was kind of another one of those summer blockbusters that I just, I kind of really enjoyed, but it didn't blow me away. Right. Um, which is like so many films recently. It's kind of like, um, you know, there's been a lot of films. I've, I've gone to the theatre with really high expectations, which is never a healthy thing to go in with. Yeah. And then you come out kind of just kicking the dirt and thinking, oh, you know, they kind of dropped the ball a bit there. They didn't drop the ball on Superman at all. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but it just didn't quite blow me away. Um, so, But I, I think I'm just going to be uh, interested to see how it pans out because I love the character designs. I love the suit designs. Um, so from that point, from the aesthetic angle, yeah, I think, you know, particularly Zod and his... Uh, and his cronies, I thought they looked great. So I just, I think it's just a case of just seeing how it all pans out. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably pick up anything they put out. Um, you know, I, I've got the Jor-El coming, and and uh, Fiora, you'd have to have. I mean, I finally found yeah. the stupid Movie Masters version of her last week. Finally, uh, 
and uh, it, and it would be interesting to see what we see out of the second movie because uh, I'm also interested to see if they you know what kind of changes they make the Superman suit for the second yeah. movie because let's face yeah. it they've never been able to do a movie where they don't mess with the suit so yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see from that aspect too. Yeah. They always have to have an extra suit on there for product placement and whatnot. Absolutely. Right then. So, shall we continue with some more reviews? I believe, uh, uh, Jeff, Mike, rather, you had the um, uh, Sideshow Collectibles Joker, and one of you have the OE Endless. I'm not, what the, I'm not sure what the OE Endless is. Is that you, Jeff? Did you have yeah, the that, OE Endless? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, did Mike want to talk about the Joker first, or do you want me to kick off on that? Yeah, Mike take off the Joker and then you take over then with the with, yeah, with sure. the OE endless. I'm not at all familiar with either of these figures. So you well, the, well, I'll just let you know the OE stands for original um, effect. This is just oh, really? it's uh, they're a new manufacturer. They're doing primarily uh, feminine figures, uh, female figures. But uh, ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, cool. Right then. Well, Mike, take it away then on this uh, sideshow. Well, the, we, you know, I just wanted to make sure we brought up the Joker because we focus so much on Hot Toys with just a little bit of Enerbay. We seem to forget that Sideshow is still doing some really nice work. Yep. And Indeed. the Joker is the very first of their DC Comics line. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it, it came out a couple of months now. I think it's been uh, September, maybe. Uh, and it is a very nice figure. Uh, what I was most impressed with was the, the, the outfit and the accessories. Everything in the outfit, the tailoring, the feel of the material, um, the snaps, everything was up to almost, you could easily have seen this as Hot Toys quality costuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nicely done. Um, the the sculpt and paint. It's a comic book version, so you've got that advantage where it doesn't have to actually look like a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the and it's a you know they they really went back to the Killing Joke style for the most part. Um, some of the accessories are very Killing Joke uh, specific, uh, and I think they did a fantastic job. The one failing in in this figure is that damn body. Um, I did have a couple floppy joints. I've heard other people have had some floppy joints. Not so bad that he won't stand, but bad enough that if you try to do some deep poses, uh, you'll have some problems. And that's just, they've got to get that under control and get that stopped forever. Um, But otherwise, I was thrilled. Sorry, I was going to say, it just seems to be an ongoing thing with Sarge. They get so close to perfection every now and then. And there's just some little niggly thing that just, you know, yeah. just doesn't quite keep them from it. And, and they so deserve it, but they just get so close. Well, I was thrilled with this figure. I'm, I'm very happy, and I'm just hotly anticipating the rest of their DC releases because I think they're yeah. going to do a great job with that line. I haven't been... See, I've skipped the DC uh, premium format stuff um, largely because when I do premium format, when I do quarter scale, I want it to be movie-based. It's sort of the theme of my quarter scale. You know, you can only have so yeah. many of those. So I didn't do any of the comic book ones. Uh, but in six scale, you know, I've really wanted a great, for years, right? We've never gotten a great DC comic books baseline. God forbid we look at those DC Direct 13-inch atrocities <laughs> they did. Um, so, I, you know, it's, and Hasbro never did anything so that was worthwhile. So this is just, uh, you know, one of those dream come trues for a DC Comics fan in six scale. So I'm hoping that, that what we see after this continues this kind of tradition of quality. And this is the first figure from this line, is it? Is this Joker's the first one? Yeah, Joker's the first. You got Batman uh, is up for pre-order, and Harley's Batman. up for pre-order. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to think if we've already seen a Catwoman up for pre-order. Let me have a look at the Harley, actually. Harley Quinn. Let's have a look at that. I'm looking at the... Uh, if anyone's uh, listening to our podcast again, just look at your device. We should be putting pictures up of, of these particular figures as you're listening to your podcast. If you look at your iPad or your iPhone, like, right now, there it is, there, in front of your face. <laughs> Uh, so let's have a look. At, let's have a look at this Harley Quinn. I mean, that, that they, um, it's 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 always good when someone else comes along. That's just as good quality because it's like it, it'll keep Hot Toys on their on their toes kind of thing. But then again, yeah. 
they're not necessarily being rivaling. I mean, the sideshow are being very smart here, aren't they, by going and doing something that Hot Toys would just never do. Yeah. You know? I mean, would Hot Toys do stuff like this? I mean, is there... Cause no, like I a, don't think so. I, the comic mm-hmm. book stuff, I think they've stayed away from on purpose. They seem to be very movie-based right now. Yeah. They've done a couple of manga figures, haven't they? But they haven't really done any of the kind of Western comic books. No. I mean, we had the, the the friend from 20th Century Boys, and we've had uh, we've had a couple of others. Um, but yeah, they, they 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 don't seem to, and even the ones that the mangas they have done seem to be primarily kind of available for for the Japanese audience. Yeah, uh, they're even tough to get hold of in Japan, let alone this country. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd like to, I'd quite like to see them do it. I mean, they they've mentioned some of the computer game stuff, but yeah, I wonder if they're just going to focus their efforts on the film and uh, and that kind Ooh, of. Oh, that Harley that Harley Quinn is nice. Oh, that Harley mm. Quinn is nice, isn't it? Yeah, she's wicked. I liked her little punchy, punchy face. That's the that's, <laughs> that, that's the face. And God, you would have to have her with a Joker, wouldn't you? It'd be just the, the two of them. That's kind of like if I was to get yeah, yeah, together, they look good. Yeah, very, yeah. very, very. Because nice. it's like I'm a bit yeah. So explain to me. So, all right, Sideshow Collectibles have released are releasing this Hoth, Han, and Luke, right? Yes. Are they, are they releasing Tauntauns yep. as well? Yep. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. There's one with, uh, I think, the horn's the difference, so it's got to switch out horn. Is that right? Right. Oh. Yeah, the broken horn. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. <gasps> Wicked. So, yeah. I don't understand how, how then, because we're talking about two companies that clo- work, seem to work closely together. I'm not quite sure what the nature of the relationship fully is, actually, if, if anyone, any of you guys know. Because so, it's like, it's, we got Sideshow doing their Empire Strikes Back Hoth, and then we got Hot Toys doing their Empire Strikes Back Luke Bisbin. How... How is that well, working out then? How 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 did he Side- manage to? Sorry, man. Sideshow uh, shares their license with Hot Toys. Is my understanding? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think the the reason Hot Toys is able to do it is Hot Toys is doing it sort of as a subsidiary to Sideshow, not as a subcontractor, let's say, sort of. Yeah. They're being allowed to do it through Sideshow, and they're doing it, yeah. you know, that way. They don't have the they don't have the license specifically themselves. I did right. read somewhere online about the, with the new uh, with the new films coming out, the Judge Abrams films, that um, there was uh, there was some talk about the license being up for a, a, you know a, a, a kind of review, in as much as it would be a different license for the new films. How true that is, I don't know. I'm sure um, Sideshow will certainly keep uh, their relationship going because it seems to be a very healthy one. But I do wonder if in uh, in the Asian territories, if they'll if they'll be able to secure their own license from that angle. I don't know. So does does that mean then that I mean, like, so who's going to release the next Star Wars figures? Will Will Hot Toys continue with their Star Wars line? I, I believe so, but at the moment, it's in, it's very much as a partnership with with Sideshow. Yeah, but Han and Luke, when they get released, they won't have a Hot Toys logo on them. They'll have a Sideshow logo on them. Yeah, I, well, I don't unless unless they are collaborating. Yeah, unless they do collaborate. I don't think so I I think this time they're not. Yeah, right. think, at least from what we saw they, at San Diego Comic Con when they had the yeah. figures on display there, they were not they were not hyping them as part Hot Toys. Yeah. Because and these, these are sculpted make, by Trevor Grove. Uh, they're, they're sculpted by Trevor, aren't they? And, and of course, the, the yeah. Luke Bezbin from Hot Toys was sculpted by Hot Toys. So that's yeah. why that's, that's mm-hmm. was quite different. Go ahead, James. Oh, but and um, I just wanted to say that those those two figures look incredible. I'm so uh, excited to get those. But yeah. um, but they do work together on the license. Like Hot Toys has sculpted some of the Clone Trooper armor, I believe. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So they just share it. Um, like for instance, Hot Toys isn't going to make a Darth Vader because Sideshow's doing their new Darth Vader. Mm, so I think that's, that's, Sideshow has to give Hot Toys permission. They have to clear what figures they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I guess Hot Toys have got some got their kind of plate full kind of things with with, with mm. some yeah. other things. I guess they're kind of well, there's so much Star Wars, so we may as well just divide it up between us and, <laughs> and do it that way. I mean, I I, I think the Hot the Hot and Han look. Arguably, that look is probably better than the Hot Toys one, facial wise. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah it, 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 it really looks fantastic. Yeah. Cool, cool. Right, okay. All right, and so, go, go, keep, keep it. So, have we finished with your uh, uh, thoughts? Then, any more thoughts on your the Joker there, Mike? Nope, that's about it. That's about it. Okay, then, Jeff, take it away then with this. Okay, yeah, no, Original Effect, well, they're, they're a new company, uh, I think they pretty much started about a year ago, because I remember seeing on some of the forums this picture of this, this character called Viola, who, who basically looks like a kind of Nazi hooker pole dancer type of character, which is never a bad thing, um, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on, you know, with kind of like female characters, and they... Uh, I know when she first came out, there was uh, there seemed to be a little bit of problem with the body. I remember reading some stuff online that there was uh, a little bit of a problem with uh, the way the legs were posing, uh, and they, they followed it up with like um, a character that was in like a kimono, um, which again was very strong. I saw some people on, on side who had bought it, and it looked very cool. The thing to remember with these characters is they're very stylized. They're kind of um, they're not as stylized to say the three A characters, yeah. but and but they're certainly more doll like. They're not they're not striving for reality here, not not perfect reality. These are kind of like they remind me of the paintings of um. And if anybody is familiar with um, oh, her name's gone out of my head now. Uh, Tamara de Lempicka, who used to do kind of nineteen twenties very angular, almost kind of cubist paintings. They're not cubist, but they they just have that kind of um uh, that, that 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 kind of feel to them. They, they they look very illustrated. They look like something that's from a painting rather than from a photograph. Um, and the one I have is called Endless. Uh, so since those initial releases, they've released about another four or five, I think, and they've got a couple that they've um, showcased, one of which is what looks like a very kind of saucy nun. Um, there's one that kind of looked like a sniper. She looked kind of like something from a computer game. I think she was called Harp or something. Um, but yeah, the one I've got is called Endless. She kind of looks like a, a nightclub entertainer. She has this kind of slightly Chinese-influenced dress on with like a, a knot button at the top, and there's lots of feathers and stuff. But I, I just think she's really cool. Uh, she's, she's kind of very long-limbed, looks a bit like a kind of fashion illustration rather than, a, again, yeah, the yeah, portrait yeah. of a real person. Um, the head is very stylized. As I said, it looks very painterly. It looks very illustrative rather than... than photograph-like. I love the way they've done the eyes because uh, they have these kind of... Um, Sculpted eyelashes that come out yeah. in 3D relief from the head, yeah. uh, which adds, which adds, just adds something to the when you kind of turn the figure in your hand, the way it catches the light and casts shadows, really beautifully done. Um, the one downside I will say to them is they're big. They're about they're about sort of um, 13 inches tall, 13 and a bit inches tall. Right. So these are really going to be kind of Amazonian if you want to stand them amongst your regular collection. Well, she's got um, heels, this one, though. She has, she has yeah. yeah. Most of them seem to have heels. The one I've got, she's definitely in a pair of kind of uh, uh, very high heels, you know, verging on stilettos. Um, but, you know, it's, I just think it's really interesting because I like seeing these kind of companies coming out and kind of doing stuff that's just a little bit fresh and original. And it, it, as Mike was saying earlier, it really adds kind of variety yeah. to what you put on your shelf. Um, personally, I wish it had been just a little bit shorter so she could have perhaps stood alongside the, uh, the other one, Six Skull. Uh, figures a little bit more convincingly, um, but as far as the actual quality goes, I think they, you know, I think they're going to be really a, an interesting company to watch because uh, with each new release, they seem to be getting a little bit more interesting and certainly a little bit more 
better in the way they, they're doing the bodies. For example, as I said, that early body had some problems. Uh, they've already revised that, and they've got this new body, which I think they call the Reborn. Um, it just looking at it physically, it's uh, it, it, they've changed the kind of the, the shoulder joints and um, the knees, and something done on the elbow and the well. knees. Yeah, again, the knees are really beautifully done. They're kind of um, they disguise the kind of kneecap, um, but they, they're basically using a, a, just like a, a glorified ball joint, but hidden within the mechanism. Um, and I think, I hope that they're going to be one of those companies that are going to kind of keep on tweaking the body and uh, improving it. And uh, and as long as the sales are there, I, I think they could be, you know, quite an interesting one. If they ever pick up a license, particularly like we were talking earlier about, you know, comic book characters, uh, if they ever get uh, to pick up a license, I think yeah, they could do some some really interesting stuff. But as it is, I'm really impressed with this anyway. Uh, particularly the clothing, the costuming is all really well finished, uh, and the paint quality again, nothing like Hot Toys because they're not striving for that degree of realism. It is, uh, it is more stars, but again, beautifully applied, very crisp, no slop. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. Get a few it space does girls really in really cool. all over it. Sorry, Jim. Sorry? I was, I was just commenting how cool it is. I've been looking at the pictures as he's talking, and it's yeah. really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just say, I, th I think, you know, they've got their own website, um, originaleffect.com, which you can just kind of peruse over and see some of the stuff they're doing, which I was looking at while we were talking, actually. Um, and they are, the thing about them is they are, you know, they are overtly sexualized. They are kind of like quite fetishistic, some of the outfits. Um, and the one I've got, funny enough, I think is the least fetishistic of the lot. It just she does just look like, you know, she could have walked off of a, a nightclub stage or something. Um whereas some of the others are really wearing kind of skimpy stuff. It's it's kinda of like a cross between, you know, uh prepubescent fantasies and, and, and sucker punch with a it's, it's got that kind of feel to it. And I know that particularly the one that they there's a character they call Clarinet, which is the one I said that's kind of like a saucy nun. I, I can see that's going to offend a lot of people. <laughs> <particularly> <laughs> out there. But again, I just really like it. I just think it's a really cool, you know, just just figure. Makes me think of uh, there's an illustrator I really like, a guy called Coop. Does a lot of um, rock band uh, screen print kind of posters, and it reminds me of his kind of work. Um, but yeah, no, and again, the, the other two they've just um, announced is these two called Lilith and Lois, who are kind of like the yin and yang of each other. One's all dressed in black, one's in white. But again, I love the illustrative quality of them. They look yeah, like paintings yeah. come to life. Um, and I, you know, I think that as we're all, you know, we're all collectors. Some some people are in it because they're, you know, a geek about a certain license. But a lot of us, we just love toys. We just love figures, and we like to see that variety. And I, and I, being a fan of you know paintings and illustration, it's nice to see that transported into a three D kind of figure that, that that just works and looks kind of elegant and well designed, yeah. uh, rather than just striving for kind of photorealism all the time. So uh, from that That's angle, good. yeah, I'm really impressed, and I'm just interested to see how it pans out. See how, see where they go. If they get a few space girls in this, um, I'll, I'll be all over it, man. If, if, they, if they do other things. I mean, the one that you're looking at here, she's very like 1940s, kind of almost, not burlesque, but kind of big bang. Yeah, kind of very much so, yeah. Kind of a kind of, kind of look. Very, right. They're absolutely lovely. But give me, give me a few girls in, in spandex spacesuits and some space bubble helmets and I'm all over these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, there's, a, there's a lot of mileage out of these. I mean, I, the whole one-sixth uh, world is just kicking off lately. Yeah. It? yeah. It's just going nuts. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, uh, as collectors, the, 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 the base there just seems to be expanding all the time. And it's just down to, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this does evolve. And does, you know, is it going to prove in the long run that people are much more into, uh, into you know, the licensed goods? Are, are, but 3A have kind of already proved that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just like toys and just like the style. As long as, they're, as, long mm. as you can see the love that's gone into them, as long as you can see that they're well-designed, 
you know, and, 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 and well manufactured, you know, people will just come. People will just come and buy it because they will like it. Um, but it's yeah, just it's that whole license issue. Is is there is there enough uh, of, a, of a fan base there for stuff that's that's doing fresh stuff that doesn't have a license? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, it's was well, I was going to dip in with a little quick review of a of an ACI toys that I got. Which oh yeah. Is, one of those on 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 one of those licensed kind of things where it's like oh you kind of get around that but fair enough kind of thing yeah. and it's the um, it's the uh, ACI Toys Priscus which has the most amazing packaging you've oh, ever seen box. I mean I've heard that. I've heard oh the my god like whoever that. did that packaging on that figure needs a needs a medal for awesomeness just yeah, an awesome yeah. an awesomeness award I mean whoever did that would just be give me that guy's address and I'll send him some flowers I heard he's really rude to people so don't. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's definitely award-worthy. <laughs> it's definitely award-worthy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, ACI Toys, of course, been doing their, their their Gladiator series, and this is the third, I believe, Mike, it's the third Gladiator, isn't it, from them? Because they had a Flamma, they had the uh, a, a Spartacus, and now they have got this one, uh, a Priscus. Which yeah, I, I had the Flamma one, which I reviewed, and I thought that was really strong. That was the first one. So, obviously, things have, like everything, they've obviously evolved and kind of... They seem to improve things uh, yeah. as, as they seem to go, as they go along. Mike, do you have any of these ones, Mike? Any of the ACI toys? I don't have any of the ACI gladiators. I used to get all of the... Uh, who is that other company, Jeff, that Ign- did the Ignite? Art? Ignite. I have a ton of the Ignite, which yeah. have terrible bodies and head sculpts, but wonderful accessories and clothing. And they were real metal as well, man. All the armor, armor on those guys was real metal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all real metal. All the weapons were real metal. Yeah. I mean, these ones are real. These ones are real metal too, which actually I find is actually a little irritating because uh, real metal weapons are quite ha- ha- heavy. And, yeah. yeah. And if you, any of you who have got the Avengers Thor figure will know that trying to get Thor to hold that hammer sideways is just not going to happen because it'll just <laughs> yeah you have to have a really tight body to be able to do yeah. that and and and, sa- and sadly unfortunately the, the, these these ones do not but you know you can fiddle around and you you can get them on he's got some kind of like slight uh, material on his arms anybody can kind of use to kind of stiffen that up a little bit um it's a uh, it's a it's a lovely figure it's it's it, it's a, it's a cheaper figure you know it's not up it's not hot toys but it, it's they're really nicely made. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. real chainmail uh, uh, mesh on his arm, real chainmail. It's like real chain on his on one of his arms that straps on his nice. shoulder strap and all that. And it's absolutely <coughs> lovely. Real feather plumes again that come out of his helmet. But this one comes with two two feather plumes and a plume along the middle as well, with a kind of a nice horse motif as well. It, it's it. I believe the figure was originally called Crixus, but probably maybe for obvious reasons they thought maybe they thought that was a bit too close to the bone. <laughs> and of course, it does bearing as bear a striking resemblance too. Two Crixes, although you know, it's, it's 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 different enough, I think, not to not to not to warrant too much heat. Um, but it's 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 a very nice figure, and I want them to continue on with more of them. Um, so yeah. it's it's just one of those li- little toy line companies that seem to be producing these nice little figures, and they they just look good, you know. They they, they yeah. just look nice. They're, I don't put them in my Hot Toys can, but these are the kind of figures that I can kind of have loose and out and about on a shelf near a book or something like that, you know, because you can. They're all kind of plastic, plastic kind of anyway, except for them because you can easily dust them off as well, kind of thing. So, yeah. but they're very nice, and they seem to kind of up the mark again. I think the the bo- the bodies are nice and sturdy. It feels more like an action figure. It doesn't feel fragile, or or anything like that. It's just very, very tight, nice. Figure. The material on them is is really nice. So there. So a- ACI. It, it's nice them. to see some. Yeah, it's nice to see some historical figures. You know, kind of getting some love again. They're like like Mike was saying about the Ignite ones. You know, they they kind of trundled out some really nice figures for for a good few years, but then just seem to like kind of like you know disappear. Um, but at the moment, obviously, as you say, we've got the ACI ones. And there's also the caustic plastic are doing some nice caustic ones as plastic, well. Caustic plastic, yeah, the caustic plastic yeah. ones. Which I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. Those to be honest, I, there's there's plus and fours against it. But if I was going to pick one 
of those, I would probably yeah. pick ACI because it's just they feel more action figurey. And there's also that whole kind of metal angle as well, because I think caustic plastic, I suppose the clues in the name, are using kind of plastic armor, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I say it's just nice to see it's. Uh, both yeah, I do miss are... the days of uh, the, the the more historic figures. Remember, Jeff and Sideshow did all the uh, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, there were a ton of those figures from every different regiment, and um, I've I've been actually going through my collection. It's, I have been doing this for a year now. I will probably be doing it until I die. Uh, it's taking forever, but I'm slowly but surely cataloging everything. And as I pull this stuff out, I'm reminded of stuff that we you know just don't get anymore, like yeah. or or like the. Uh, um, the western figures that we just don't get any of that stuff these yeah. days it's funny oh, actually I, yeah I was moving some stuff from my loft just earlier today and uh, I came across the old um, Doc Holliday and, and Custer figures from Sideshow yeah. uh, in a box and like, it just gave me a real kick just getting them out and as you say you know, you know the, the quality's not you know you can't compare it to what's going on today but at the same time it's very much a kind of a marker of what was going on then and they're still really just cool figures really cool cowboy well you figures. know I, I came across uh, Franklin Roosevelt um, oh yeah, from uh, Drastic, right? Drastic yeah. Plastic did that one, uh, and Drastic, that one the wheelchair. Uh, yeah, Drastic him in the wheelchair. Yeah, and and it, and that was a fantastic. Those accessories, that wheelchair and that yeah. costume they have in were fantastic for the time. And I came across Hitler too, which is an interesting figure. Uh, I remember when I reviewed that figure, getting a lot of uh, hate mail for reviewing. Yeah. <laughs> it's your having fault. To explain, you made it, Mike. you know, because everybody came back and said, "Well, who would want a Hitler figure?" Unless you're a skinhead, right? And I'm like, "Well, you know, it has to do with the, the historic significance of the character as a it's, World it's War II leader, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. I've got Roosevelt. There's Hitler, and I really yeah. wish they'd done Churchill. They had planned to do him and never got to him. And uh, well, that's have you have you seen the, the Dragon and Dreams Churchill that's come out? No, I haven't. Oh man, you got to look at that. I, I've been coveting one for ages. I just haven't had the the, the, the spare cash to pull the trigger on it. Um, but no, that's beautiful. Um, I, I know uh, over here in the UK, once it's Bruce carrying it, because uh, I've been looking at it. Uh, and you basically get if you were to buy an extra body, you'd have everything you need to make two complete figures as well. You could have the top hatted version and the uh, and the kind of bowler hatted version. And it's it is beautiful. The sculpt is lovely, and you get like two complete outfits and two heads. Um, well, it's Dragon's lovely. another company we don't talk about enough because they do, know, do some yeah. amazing costuming and accessories. They really do. I mean, just yeah. and not only that, costume. they're um, yeah, Dragon in Dreams. Their uh, their head sculpts are, are you know they they're, they're kind of although they only do kind of military and the, and the kind of samurai stuff. They they're really getting so much better recently. The paint quality is incredible. Yeah. I had all my uh, oh, we're losing Amen. Oh. He's off to Despondos. Oh. I had all my Alfrex samurai figures out the other day, and I was going through them, and that was oh. like a little lockdown memory lane for me. And it's the same—it's the same kind of thing with those, you know. Like they're not amazing by today's standards, but they're still great figures, and they're some of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go on, guys. Hello. Oh, we were just seeing if you were coming back. Uh, just keep, keep going, keep going. We'll keep, keep making our two noises in the back. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff talked a little bit earlier with the uh, the uh, OE figure about you know artwork and and being impressed by stuff that isn't is based on artwork that we love. And I just want to put a plug in here for for some statues. I know we were talking mostly about figures, but 
the DC Comics, uh, the bombshells figure uh, statues that DC or well, DC collectibles now they used to be DC Direct uh, is doing. Are if you love the '40s style pinup art that you'd see on the you know the World War II bombers, the side of the planes, um, these things are fantastic. I just love them. The paint works great. The sculpting is great. Tim Bruckner's yeah. doing the sculpting, and uh, Jason Wires is doing the paint. And they're just they're excellent representations. If you like that '40s you know style of pinup art. Uh, that that like Vargas used to do for the for the magazines. I'm I'm a big Joe Elfman fan. So he yeah, who, who was very much of that kind of ilk. So uh, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Well, you got the Wonder Woman one, didn't you, Mike? Uh, I've picked up all three of them so far: the Wonder Woman, the Poison Ivy, and the Supergirl. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw They've the Poison Ivy <laughs> review last week. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, very 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 nice ones actually. Okay then, guys. Well. We're coming to the end of the show. I was just wondering, maybe we could do a couple of like listener emails and then call it an evening. Then, what do you guys think? Yeah, can I can I just again, like Mike was just mentioning, there's one little thing that I have received in the post actually, oh, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, it's a young lady we've spoken about in the, in the past, Toria, who's who we oh, might yeah, you Toria, know, talk to at some point in the, in the future. We we'll have her on the um, show. She's, yeah, she sent me a head sculpt that her company are, are, oh, are putting yes. out. Yes, the man of um, And it's uh, up until now, I know they've they've really kind of just been doing kind of high end one six kind of tailoring for private commissions and uh, and that kind of thing. I know that she's been commissioned in the past to do some stuff for uh, some of the more high end manufacturers, and I know she's done some stuff for. Uh, in fact, I don't I don't even know if I should mention. I don't know if her name is allowed to be kind of associated with stuff because uh, <laughs> I've spoke to her in the past, but. Needless to say, you know, she, she, she's a professional person. She's done work of note. Um, and with, with her company, they just put out a head sculpt, which is, which is not being marketed as anybody in particular, but does strike a bearing resemblance to a, a, an actor who's just played Superman. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, as I say, I received it in the post. It's unpainted. Again, I'm not somebody who, who tends to do custom figures or that kind of thing. Um, I tend to just be more your kind of manufactured, um, either small uh, run or, or limited edition kind of stuff. But, but no, I was really impressed with this. I mean, I've seen a lot of kind of head sculpts being sold at the moment. Um, there seems to be, obviously, there's companies doing recasts, which we can't condone at all. It's artistic theft. Yep. But there's also yeah. a lot of people that are putting out, you know, original head sculpts. Uh, sometimes with with celebrity likenesses, sometimes not. But but really good quality. And this this one is just outstanding. The the deep and sort of crisp finish on it. I was uh, I was nice. hugely impressed with. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'll be putting. A, I'll probably put a little review together on it anyway. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was uh, quite outstanding. What's her company called again, Jeff? So folks can hear. Oh, um, Modern Life. Modern Life. Modern Life. So check out Modern Life on Facebook, and you'll see it there. It's it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's run by Toria Casaro, who we'll have on That's the right. show in a few weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Coming on about telling us what you and she can confirm or deny all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I, you know, I'm never quite sure what legal papers people have signed as to what they're actually allowed to uh, say they've actually done in the past. Exactly, exactly. Of course, we have to, we have, we have to. Because sometimes they collaborate as well, you see, so they can't be taken for exactly. Yeah. On that. Okay, then. All right, then, guys. Well, let's come to the end of our show. So I just think we maybe take a couple of uh, listener emails, and one, one of them they might spread our conversation. But we'll see how we go. If anyone needs to go, just say so. But uh, James, do you want to give us a listener email, or you have one? Um, I think we were going to save mine for next episode. Oh, was we? Okay, then. Okay, well, I have one listener email here from uh, one Jack P. Starrow. And it's, it's, it's a long email, but I'll break it down really quickly. He can't understand why characters like Superman, Wolverine, and Black Widow have fairly exposed necks and a collarbone areas, as you don't want to expose the lower collarbone. And he goes, he, he doesn't understand why characters like Hawkeye, then Hawkeye, Nick Fury, or Big Chief Doctor who have separately sculpted necks. What, what, why the difference there between so many... So many sculpted next, do you think, there on, on these ones? Do you know what? I've looked at this in the past and I can find no rhyme or reason to it. 
there was times when I've, I've thought, you know, you know, if you do have a kind of lower collar, then sometimes it kind of works to have the neck sculpted into the chin so that there's, there's no line there. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, looking across the kind of the, a lot of figures over the last, you know, 10 years as I've been a collector, um, I, I can't really say there's any rhyme or reason to it a lot of the it does time. does just seem really random. Yeah. I mean, some some figures you think, yeah, that kind of really lends itself to it. Um, like, for example, when they did The Godfather, you know, you, it was expected that yeah, that would all be part of the neck because he, he's an older character, so you need the, char- the sculpting to carry on. And also because the neck then disappears in behind the collar. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have other characters, you know, where, where it's, it's, it's the same kind of story, but that they chose not to go that direction. So, um, again, I don't know whether it's the brief... It, is, is handled very early on, or whether it's just that the the, the individual um, sculptors are are kind of working that way. Or um, maybe there's maybe there's a kind of a def- the reason it seems random is maybe there's a default. Like yeah. they always assume we're going to do it with the the head separate from the neck. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, if somebody actually says, you know, this figure would look better if we didn't. They do it, and if nobody mentions it, it doesn't get caught. Maybe it's something yeah. like that, where that's why it ends up seeming so random, is because there's sort of a default way yeah. they think of it. And unless somebody brings it up. Yeah. It's funny, because I generally prefer the neck and the head to be separate, because it just adds more for posing potential. And I'm, I'm not someone who's that bothered about I like them to look really real, but at the same time, I like to pose more. You know, at the end of the day, they're toys to me, they're, they're figures, they're, they're, they're action figures. Um, so, but there again, there are other times, like we just said with the, with, uh, with the Godfather, and also with uh, the Jim Gordon figure, where they, it kind of works to do the neck, because you, you, they get so much detail in you know, the older characters, and it just kind of continues on. It but, works, doesn't it? It's just odd, because yeah. you, you see the, um, the uh, the Captain America Avengers uh, yeah. head sculpt, and then you see the, the, the Dark Knight Rises Christian Bale head sculpt, and it's like, are you, are, you know, and it's just, it's you, you see the neck, and it's, it's, I, I, I think that's exactly probably what it is, actually, what, what Mike just said there. It's just a case mm. of, you know what, it will look better this, and let's just do this and this one, and do it in that one, and fine, just, ha- and that's just probably the way it happens, I guess. I wouldn't, yeah. just, whatever, whatever works, I'd imagine. Europe listeners, look no further than space. Space, search for popular action figures and collectibles ends. The best service possible and steady accessibility by email and telephone is one of the top priorities at Space. They carry a wide range of collectibles, not only from major brands like Sideshow, Hot Toys, Enterbay, NECA and McFarlane, but they also specialize in the exotic and small new manufacturers. A very important department to them is their 1-6 scale section, which is currently getting bigger and bigger, offering lots of clothes, bodies, head sculpts and accessories. Hot Toys is of course one of their specialities, so you can pre-order all newly announced figures from their web store. They often have Hot Toys figures in stock earlier than any other dealers. They are also the best source in Europe for convention exclusives. Space loves what they do, so you can depend on them for secure packaging, ensuring your items reaches you in mint condition. In-stock items get processed normally the same day. Pre-ordering customers will be notified in advance once an item arrives in stock and before it gets shipped. Space is located in Germany and offers clearly arranged shipping flat rates to all European countries. On most destinations, you can even get free shipping. For EU customers, this of course means that you will not be surprised by any customs visa import taxes. Space is serving us collectors with the finest items for over 15 years. If you are located anywhere in Europe, do go to space. www.space-figures.com One thing I wanted to finish off the show with was, 
and it's something that's always been kind of bugging me. And I personally think Sideshow Collectibles have answered this question themselves already with how they ship their figures. This whole thing that you're starting to see collectors going on about oh, includes the brown shipper box. Yeah. And it's like, are we now to worry about holding on to those things as well now for collectible value? That's kind of my question. Are those things... Because it's like Sideshow send out their send out their figures in they sent out their battle damaged armor in that brown shipper mailer box. So yeah. to me, that's Hot Toys saying no, these are not for really collecting. These are actually just for shipping your figure in. Yeah, that's all they are, and it's that's yeah. getting way too anal. I, I mean, I can understand. See, if you want to take it to a point of not just being super obsessive compulsive, uh, but actually having some purpose, you know, some of the packaging is very pretty. Some of the packaging yeah. is very attractive. It's there's a lot of work that goes into it. You can understand why somebody still wants that box with it. The brown box has the name printed on the outside of it. It's a brown shipper box. It adds nothing to your figure. So no, I I can't. You know that's just getting extreme. Good. I I keep my brown shipper boxes. Do you? Well, the funny so thing is, I was going to say, I think it is really anal, but that said, every figure that I get, the way it arrives is the way I keep it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't look after the boxes at all. Funny enough, when I was just moving these boxes around earlier, I noticed a lot of the brown ships at the tops were kind of getting a bit kind of ripped and dogged, just because I don't yeah. really care about them. But if they arrive in one, I do tend to slot it back in before I store it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I do too. I, I, they're not like, yeah. you know, locked in a vault, <laughs> but I do, I do hang on to my mailer boxes. Well, I, and I, if you look, a lot of eBay auctions include the boxes as well. Yeah, so, that, so that's what bothers me. It's like, right, if I want to... It's like I'm selling my gunmetal Iron Man to fund my Batmobile. Do, do I need to worry? Should I be bothered now that, oh, I might lose a few at least quid because I didn't have the brown shipper mailer box? Yeah. Well, the I'm other just, thing that bothers me about it is that when you start to see that on eBay, that tends to tell me that sellers are having trouble selling their product. Right. And so they're trying to find another way to make it seem like, ooh, what I have is even better than what the other ooh, 20 sellers on eBay has. That's, that's a smart man there, boys and girls. That's, that's the clever thinking <laughs> there. That's, that, that's what you come to listen to this podcast for. It's clever thinking like that, you see. I think that's actually probably dead right, actually. I reckon. Yeah, it's, just, it's just I don't want to be... We've got so many things to, to worry about with these boxes. Plus, as well, display-wise, I actually quite like seeing all my Hot Toys boxes stacked in a nice, neat stack yeah. over there in the corner in the back. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like my CDs. It's like Hot Toys, you know. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and packaging itself can be great. You know, it can look great. I know, I know that, that uh, you know, I had all of my um, um, DC, uh, not the superheroes, the one before that. Why am I blanking on the DC action figures of the 80s, the uh, uh, su- uh, superpowers? Oh, yeah. I had all my superpowers that I had carded, I had all on the wall um, at one time. And that looked great. I mean, it was really cool to see all those packages. So, But when you start getting to, yeah, it's just a brown chipper, you're getting a little ridiculous. Cool. <laughs> now, I can understand keeping them around to store it in if you're going to stick it in the attic or something and don't want the package damaged. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, that's true, because in the attic you can get a bit of heat and it kind of cause a bit of buckling yeah. or something like that. So I guess it does, maybe it doesn't depend on the individual. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay more. Cool. Pay that's more that's the end. Yeah, that's, that, that's the end question. You're not, you're not necessarily going to pay more. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm actually happy with that. Actually, cause that's what I was kind of thinking myself. And as Sideshow of kind of put not the box. I'm the same guy that would never pay to have an AFA graded figure over a regular figure either. So. Well, yeah, that's a whole other topic yeah. there as well. Let us actually save that one because that one has been annoying me for years, especially as being a massive universe collector. I see a box. Oh, it's, it's AFA graded He-Man boxes. I'm just like, really? It's, it's, well, on one hand, I'm like, 
fair play to those guys who came up with that idea. You jelly dudes, I'm going to grade He-Man figures or action figures for a living. So I'm just like, <laughs> you've made an industry out of looking at action figures just looking at them. So on one hand, I'm patting them on the back. On another hand, I think you're a little bit crazy if you're relying on that for your kind of value assessment as well. But, you know. Well, I always, I have a very simple take on it. I actually wrote an article about it and pissed them all off years ago when they first started doing this. Oh, yeah. Um, it's very simple. It's insurance. That's what it is. And yeah. if you have a figure, or it, let's take uh, a comic book because it's really easy. Right. If you have a comic book that the, the, the magazine says is worth $200 in, in you know, grade 9 condition, it's worth $200 in grade 9 condition. If I pay a guy $25 to put that in a little plastic case and say it's a grade 9, that figure is now worth $225. Yes. Not $500. Okay. Not not ridiculously, you know, double <clears throat> what it the, what the book price is just because somebody said it's in the condition that it's supposed to be in. It's it's just ridiculous the amount of money that that AFA grading drives uh, in terms of the collectible. How else can you get a $60 figure to be $600 though? You know. Yeah, it's sell just sell it at auction if people if people want to pay it they'll pay it. Surely eBay though. I, I, I don't like, have like, anything like against any the guys artist. doing the grading. The guys doing the grading, like Eamon said, the guys doing the grading are, are, are yeah. geniuses. I have something against the buyers who are stupid enough to be paying that much money for something. It, it was a, it was a design before it was put in the plastic. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't do anything to it. <laughs> it's just the same comic book that was worth you know a third before they put the little plastic yeah. around it. So the people who pay that are morons. Yeah. It's like people so send saying, the you know, email to us when you're trying to say <laughs> you just called me a moron, man. <laughs> but I it's like when you're talking about art, you know, it's worth it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. It's as simple as that. Um, and you know, I, I don't think that before Christie's, you know, have an art auction, they they, they get somebody. In, obviously, I say they get somebody to come in and grade it. They get somebody to authenticate that it's by the painted, you yeah. know, the artist that it's meant to be painted by. But at the end of the day, it's then it's open season. You know, it's it's, it's worth what it's worth. Yeah, you know, this is where the, the free market actually does work in these kind mm. of things that uh, people mm -hmm. are only going to pay. And I, I I would imagine that eBay probably has upset. Um, a, a, a lot of that kind of thing because you do see a lot of these kind of other marketing shows it's like oh well on eBay I can get this and then people always like especially like comic book creators of all oh, well and they roll their eyes to you know because yeah. eBay that's not the current value so I think there's there, 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 there's four minuses but you know if I was uh, if I had to pick a living and getting paid to look at action figures I'd be okay with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too bad. okay then gentlemen I think that we can close our show up at that one unless anyone has any other comments for our listeners anybody Anybody? No, I'm cool. No? Okay, then. Well, that is it for our 12th thought-provoking episode. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, you can email me, amen at amenart.com, or you can reach Mike Crawford on his website, which is... mwctoys.com. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, would you like to bid our illustrious listeners adieu? Farewell till next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> adieu. Au revoir. <laughs> Well, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. And as always, with any high-end action figure, do hand yourself a care. Do use gloves sometimes. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>